G'day guys, welcome to TK's Playbook for Round 12, where I break down the winners, losers and black bookers from each game. Now we're brought to you by Game Day Squad, create, coach, compete in fantasy footy, be the coach and win, download the app and play now. Also brought to you by James, Australia's first AI investing application for shares and EFTs. Learn more at jamesapp.com. Now Round 12. What a round that was. Wasn't a great one compared to my round 11. So round 12 scored 825 before updates. So overall ranked has slipped from 1,063, going back to 2,379. But that's fantasy, right? Got a lot of money in the bank. Plenty of trades up my sleeve, and we'll see what these Origin teams bring out. But if you're feeling down in the dumps, just remember, you could be doing this for real. You could be Trent Robinson. You could be Anthony Griffin. You could be Sticky Stewart. So, yeah, put a smile on your face. Plenty of rounds to go. We'll get it back, and we'll bounce back in round 12. So, looking at trades on my mind, I did have Ryan Madison, so probably looking to trade him out. So, maybe Torhu Harris. Oh, ben Trevojevic, probably have to hang on to him maybe for another week and maybe go to maybe a Jake Turpin. Lukey let me down in this round as well. Apart from that, Lachlan Miller, and then just had a host of players, Sean Johnson, Jack Bird, and Joey Manu. I think a lot of people had the same thing. So, not a great week, but we'll bounce back next week. Probably looking at maybe Tavita Totola as well. And depending on what happened with Isaiah Katoa, could potentially move him on to Dillbags or a Hastings as well. Looking at the injuries, has been confirmed now. Cameron Munster, they're trying to keep it close to their chest, but it looks like it was a rib complaint. Eli Katoa, a shoulder. Nelson Asofa, Solomona, aggravated his rib cartilage again. So he's a bit of a concern, especially for owners. Looks like he's... Pretty much on a needle and aggravating that on the weekly now as well. So interesting just to see how that tracks. Brandon Smith, the cheese, broken thumb eight weeks. Blake Laurie, a fractured hand. Jack Bird, knee soreness, should be right for this week. Ryan Madison, a calf. Andrew Davey, unfortunate, category one HIA. And then Ben Trevojevic in that last game. He did his hamstring, so he's got repeated like his brother has a history of that as well. Looking at the player charges, post only games not covered of the Sundays. Fines for Jerome Luai for touching referee and Martin Tapao. Really bad one for Victor Radley. Headbutt, three to four weeks on that one. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see where they move, where they try to play him moving forward because his discipline absolutely stinks at the moment. Okay, to the games now. Just a disclaimer, I do record this on a Sunday morning just to space out my day. A little bit more, so if the Origin teams do come in, especially the New South Wales team, and I do mention anything towards that that doesn't make sense, you'll know why for sure. Now, the first game was Bron- uh, Panthers 15, the Broncos 4. thought it was a really, really good tussle, considering that Adam Reynolds was out. I do think that these two teams will go deep into September. Now, for the Bronx, I guess, yeah, like Reynolds was missing pretty badly there. While she was pretty unlucky on a couple of occasions, now, he hit a 33. doesn't look like he's going to be in the Origin team as well, so it's a nice little win for us that have him at the moment. I do love his touches, very similar to Drinkwater, where they're going to get 33 to 70 on the weekly, so just keep him there for now. Carrigan went huge, he hit a 97, so unfortunately him, uh, between him and Haas, I think you can probably keep one, probably, I'd probably say Payne Haas would probably be my preference, given his average at the moment across the entire season. Apart from that, it's going to be interesting this week, especially if they've got Haas, Carrigan, and Flegler all in the Queensland lineup. So that will put extreme pressure on kind of the backups because Capo will be out as well. So it's not like Walsh is going to ton up because he's going to be missing his forward pack, which does give him a lot of drive down the field as well. So a lot of players will have to step up, probably expecting Kobe Heverington probably to step into the 13 there and probably Martin to Powell and probably... 
what Corey Jensen to probably start and then have to probably bring up a couple of young kids from from Resi's. But in terms of the players there, no real interest in terms of fantasy relevance in terms of anyone else coming in, even just for the the you know the round 13. Because essentially, these Broncos players are going to be valuable at 13, 14, 15. And then you can probably pretty much trade them out. Like, I'm not even sure if I'll be holding Walshy as much as that hurts me down the track. To the Panthers, the chin... What a what an absolute performance, you know, leading into Origin 1. You know, his form's just picked up gradually as the season continues and continues. So I think you're going to need him and Hines down the stretch because there's no doubt that those two are the best two players. Scored a great try in this one. Just controlled the game really, really well with his kicking game. Six tackle breaks and only two missed tackles, which is pleasing to see on that side. Dylan Edwards hit a 60. If I was the Origin... Coach, I'd actually pick him at, at fullback given Teddy's form, even though Teddy did come back a little bit in the second half the other night, but he is just smashing at the moment. Unfortunately, Penrith only play the one major buy round. So if they didn't, I'd probably bring in Dylan Edwards because I think he's a very, very good player. Now, apart from that, now Stephen Crichton, he scored a 44, should be in the Origin team as well. James Fisher-Harris, he was a little bit underwhelming. So he scored a 37, sorry, he scored a 16 in 37 minutes, only 79 metres gained and three missed tackles in this one, so a few people bringing him, they got hurt on that one, but it's not to worry, he is pretty consistent across the board, you are bringing him in for a reason, he's a Kiwi that should play plenty of games during the Origin stretch, so look for him to step up for sure. Apart from that, I guess the other talking point is Zach Hosking, 62 minutes, did smash it out for a 56, I think you're mad if you actually trade him out before he actually plays in that round 16, and given who you might have out in round 17, given the Tigers, Sharks, and the Doggies all have a bye, you might be holding him all the way through until that bye in round, about bye round in round 19, then you can pretty much trade him out to probably one of the Tigers, maybe Papalihi might be a good one there, but I wouldn't be trading him out anytime soon. You know, Liam Martin does go to Origin as well. So he cops 34 minutes going between the edge and the mid. So I do expect, you know, Zach Hosking's role might be changing from time, from from week to week, just depending on the scenarios. You know, Scotty Sorensen ended up playing 80 minutes out there. So I think those two will kind of switch. Manage them. I think Sorensen probably have to play at the guts a little bit to cover Liam Martin up the Origin stretch as well. So not a huge amount fantasy relevant wise out of that first game. The next game, the Dragons 24, the Roosters 22. Just great to see, you know, the Dragons have been pretty close for the last kind of six weeks and They've gone through a lot of, they've got a lot of great fans, so it's good to see you guys get a win, especially the way it is. Roosters in a lot of trouble at the moment. Injuries, you know, injuries do happen, but I guess maybe the players that they've brought in don't really gel at the moment. Looking at the Roosters, a lot of people chopped Tedesco. We did say to probably hold him until, you know, round 13, just so you can get, you know, Teddy's one of those players that you can't deny his track record. Scored two tries for his 84 in this one. So 200 metres gained and eight tackle breaks. Sorry, 11 tackle breaks. So that was definitely his best performance of the year. It's one of those things that he probably will be backing up quite a lot given their ladder position. So you might be in a situation where if you've got a little bit of wing fullback cover to cover these buyers, you might be able to hold him. Now, apart from that... It's going to be very interesting with Jake Turpin. Now, Cheesy's going to be out for eight weeks. And looking at the injury report at the moment, Connor Watson isn't back till round 20. So, Jake Turpin's at 338K. So, that's a very, very interesting one. He should still have a pretty... Well, he's got to buy into this week. So, no need to rush in and buy him. So, 338K with a break-even of 28. 
So just having a look at his track record, like it's one of those things that Walker's probably going to be up three or four weeks. They could bring him back and then play Hutchison maybe 20, 30 minutes at hooker as well. Now we're probably looking at probably at least 60 minutes. Now when he does play kind of those big minutes, he does have an average, a career average of 54 when he plays 79 minutes. So that is off about 20 games that he's played over his career. Majority at the Broncos, of course. Now I'm expecting probably him to play that 50 to 60 minute mark. So when he does play 60, still plenty of good scores there. So, you know, he's a tackle machine. So that's going to be, He's not really much of a runner of the footy. So at 338k and a break in of a 28, I think I think if you're holding Jeremy Marshall King, you're not going to have around 16 hooker. So you should definitely look at him. But I definitely think that it's going to be a very, very nice cashy for the next eight weeks. So I think I'd probably rather have him playing 60 minutes than maybe even maybe a heel and Maluki playing 60 minutes, given his up and down form that we've seen with the Cowboys there. So definitely he's should be someone that you consider. I thought Drew Hutchison was actually pretty good. If Drew was actually a little bit faster, he would be one of the best halves in the NRL. I can see why he probably hasn't locked down a gig because he sees a lot of great play just unfolding and he goes through the space but just doesn't have the athletic ability to get through it. He's got a really steady kicking game. He had 26 tackles for only four, well, for four misses. So he's a bigger body than both Walker and Kiri. Had a few good runs at 55 metres. I actually don't mind him because... He had four missed tackles, two penalty conceded, so he could have easily scored a low 40s. Considering his price, like, look at Hutchinson's now. Like, he's got that jewel too. So, 236K, he actually lost 7K as well. So, he'll be back towards that 239K. Of course, there's always the threat of Sam Walker coming back and them needing good players on the field as well. But, yeah, it's one of those things that he is injured at the moment, and Drew does kind of steady that ship and Kiri we saw a couple of really good plays from Kiri he scored a couple of tries in this one it's from the fact that he doesn't have to really run the team he can really work on his running game Kiri himself had 125 meters gain which was pretty much looking at his stats across the board it might have been the highest he's run for the whole year yeah uh, second most highest he had in round five he had 131 meters gain but yeah, in some of these other games, he's at 44, 45, 32. They need him to be running over 100 metres a game for them to be scoring tries and looking pretty good. So, wouldn't surprise me if he holds that spot. Now, Cheese is a definite trade-out. No need to probably do it this week unless you're short on round 13 players. So, he lost about 20K. He's going to be, what, about 565K or so. You do lose that dual hooker mid. So, you might even trade straight down to Turpin and just cash to 200K when... When they do return, might be a handy way to spread the, the cash across your squad there. Matty Lodge only got 24 minutes, which was very strange considering his form from the previous week. They definitely need him on the field. Now, Angus Crichton's an interesting one, especially going through this little origin period now. They need him to step up and step up big time. Now, he scored a 21. Only got, what, 31 minutes in this one. So, obviously still struggling. We'll lose 30K. He's at 620K. So, no need to be rushing into him. But we do know his quality. So, if he can return to the footballer, we know he is. Yeah, it's definitely something that you should definitely just have a little look and keep on your radar. Joseph Sualihi. When they do return from the bye, I do expect Manu to be back. And I expect him to be back at centre. And it wouldn't surprise me if they put Joseph Sualihi straight outside him. Now, Sualihi, better game with a 37. Had, what, two tackle breaks, 77 metres gain. Didn't do anything overly good. Still lost a little bit of cash there. 
372k. Dual wing fullback centre. If they do put him back on the right wing and say that he's going to stay there for the rest of the season, I wouldn't mind having a little look at him. The centre thing's failed, right? We've all got that wrong. Robbo got it wrong the most, but it's one of those things you just move on from that one. Across the Dragons players, Jack DeBellin just considering, just continuing to just absolutely kill it. If he's not picked in that Origin team, I think I'll be captaining him for next week. Jaden Sewer. He's been incredible. Now, he's got another good try there. He's hit out 61. Now, if you can't afford some of these other guys, I do think that he is a very, very good buy. We've been saying that for a number of weeks. He has hit now 50-plus in, what, five games in a row. And when you consider you take out that injury game he had in round five, he had a 50 before that as well. So he's in scintillating form at the moment, best form of his career. Zach Lomax kicking back off his high tee started absolutely just slotting him from everywhere four from five for him switched out to the right centre as well which does suit him so much more it's, again his best game for this year right 43 fantasy points in this one had 103 running metres couple tackle breaks back to kind of where Zachy Lomax is considering that he's at 501k I do think that he's kind of undervalued. So if you want to take a bit of a punt, just say you don't have a bird, Lemuelu or Manu, and you've been holding back a little bit, and you're looking for someone that could make a little bit of an impact in your team, maybe Zach Lomax could be the way that you go in this one. Now, a lot of us traded how Ben Murdoch was silly. He had a cracker, had 35 in 80 minutes, and he had some really good touches in this one. So you might want to carry him another week. We'll see what happens with Birdie coming back this week. I do expect him to be back, considering I think it was just precautionary for this week. We had sore knees, given his previous injury history there's no doubt that they just wanted to kind of just see where that lies i hope you're not holding on to tyrell sloan he's been a self for the last month so yeah definitely get out of that unfortunately blake laurie got injured there you know fractured his hand so he's at 628k but there's definitely a few options out in around that area like tohu harris and you also got Corey Harsborough. Etc. Etc. Apart from that, that is pretty much it. Talamon hit a thirty. I wouldn't be going anywhere near anyone else in terms of a fantasy sense with the Dragons. Jacob Little, you know, he he scored thirty four in fifty four minutes. So you're probably thinking that fifty four will be his kind of go moving forward. He's only really relevant if you can kind of get that seventy to eighty minutes, which. Given that Carrie Sullivan off the bench, I don't think will be happening anytime soon. Now, moving to Friday night, great to see the Eels bounce back with a great win, 36-16 over the Bunnies. You know, they came out of the blocks really fast. You could tell the Rabbitohs were a little bit flat. Maybe it's a few of them thinking about Origin and the like. It's going to be interesting to see how Cody Walker fares without Damian Cook and also Latrell Mitchell because that try that he put on with the inside ball for Latrell back to Cody and then Cody putting AJ, that's one of the most scintillating tries we've seen all year. And just that Indigenous connection, and it's great to see Indigenous around them absolutely just turning it on in terms of a try-scoring sense. Cody's still playing very, very well. And he's, like I said, he hit a 68, average of 52, probably at 706K. And given the players that he's got out, I probably wouldn't be going anywhere near him. Like what I'm saying from Tavita Tatola, got 54 minutes out, got a 44, just got through his work, plenty of tackles in there, and and his defense, that's now, what, four games he's had in return? So I think that definitely is a sign. I do only expect him to be that mid-40 sort of scorer, but I'd rather probably keep him in my scoring. I just know that he's going to be starting every week if he's healthy, and I think that he'll just be a little bit more consistent than the likes of Hosty. I do think he's undervalued as well. 
that mid 400 Ks for a Tevita Totola of his quality, I think is is really good value. I think he's worth 600K. So I think we're going to make some good cash if you jump on there. In terms of the origin players, we're talking about Murray, Cook, Mitchell. I don't think you can hold him past this point. They just won't play enough footy over this next eight weeks period, considering we're all probably holding some of Haas, Cleary, and Nico Hines. I'll prioritise holding those players over the guys I just mentioned from South Sydney. So I think it's a way for you to trade out, get some around 13 and 16 players up your sleeve and just move on from there. I do expect Jai Arrow to also now be in the Queensland team. I did leave him out of my team last week. That was a bit of an oversight on my regards. Jai Arrow is a very, very good player who can also cover both mid and edge. So I expect him to be there. Now, moving across the Eels, Dylan Brown, another 70. So apart from that week last week where he hit that 40 against... The uh, Sorry, I think it was about 30. Sorry. So last month, he scored 76, 75, 41, and 78. I'm keeping an eye on him because Katara from the Dolphins went off injured. So he's definitely an option. He plays that 16, plays that 19. So it does give us a little bit of food for thought, especially if we don't hold him at the moment. Still had a break even at 47 from the weekend. So makes about 30K on that one. The only thing with Parramatta, they're just dropping like flies because they've got Ryan Madison now with a calf injury. Paul Paolo goes to Origin. Lane is out. We've got RCG out. We've got now Davey, unfortunately, with his HIA grade one. So he's gone. So will they get... It's similar to the Broncos, right? Will they get that momentum? Are we maybe overthinking that they're just going to be smashing teams just because they've got their backs there? Forwards are a big part of this, so it's going to be very interesting to see. Do they get Joe O this week? Joe O looked like he was crying after the Tigers game, so it probably indicates, and given that they did give him a start, maybe there was an indication that it was kind of his goodbye game. But do expect Jermaine Hopgood to also thrive, so I think it's between him and Jack DeBellin. For the captaincy, played another 80 minutes. Had to play a little bit of edge. It slowed him down because he was on 50 at halftime, and then unfortunately because of that Madison's injury, had to switch over to the left edge, which kind of slowed down his scoring, but... Great 69 and four offloads in that one, just getting through all his work. Still has a few demerits here and there, but you can't really hate on Jermaine Hopgood. Mitchell Moses, his combination with Dylan Brown was was fantastic. He had four tri-assists in this one, so totally owned in terms of his elite playmaker status. It was all about him. Apart from that, Josh Hodson just continues to lose money, just absolutely just trickling it down. He still scored. He just doesn't run. He had seven metres gain. I've got no idea why they haven't had a word. Like, Parramatta won't make the eight if he doesn't run. Now, he had a break-even in 19. He actually scored 20. So, he's bottomed down at 300K. Who would have thought Joshy Hodson would be that bad? Apart from that, not really looking at too many other players. You could have a pun on Wiramu Grigg if you're thinking that Ryan Madison's going to be out for a little, little while. He played 50 minutes in this one, and given the players that they have out and the uncertainty around Joe O, I still think even Joe O turns up, he probably still hits 50 minutes in this one. So could be someone to have a look at. He's not too expensive, just having a look at his price now. 323K does add 30K, so might be the last chance for you to get him if you actually do want to make some money. In terms of sitting players, we talk about that round 14 with Knights, Eels, and also Manly having buys. If you're not going to be playing him, he's probably one of these guys that you don't mind not playing him because you're only paying for that mid-300. So food for thoughts there. Warren McGregor, he definitely is doing his work. And if you kind of want a cheaper mid just to kind of carry through that origin period, might be a pretty good one.
But apart from that, not really too much to look at. Clint Gutherson hit us 19. I don't think you should go anywhere near him. Penasini, he's got a try for his 39, but he is getting at the toppy range of his price. He is a very, very good player, though. Apart from that, Sean Russell, he's an interesting one. He hit a, what, a 37 in this one. Now, he's a wing fullback, doesn't have that center jewel just yet, and that doesn't update till the end of round 13, which is a bit of a killer. So he's at 335K. Again, just depends on how many Parramatta players that you have, and he might be a not bad cash down, but not for me, but he could be for you. Turning to the Sharks and Knights, this was, for me, the Sharks' completion rate. I don't know why they just... They kept the Knights in the game just with it. Ill-discipline. They play like this at times against some of the lower teams. Nico, he scored an 82. Got a disallowed a length of field try. It was just unlucky. Duffinukin just got in the way. It was the correct call. But it's one of those things that, you know, if Dow, Dow just needs to move out of the way, and it was going to be, I think it was going to be a try regardless, really. But in the letter of the law, he did get in the way. And it's, uh, yeah, it was a penalty. The Knights deserved one, too. So good call by the bunker there. Mate, Will Kennedy is absolutely just braining him at the moment. Now, He's hit a 69 in this one. Did score a try. He's just moving across the field, just gliding and just looking so good. Last year, it was all about kind of his line break assist. This year, it's all about his try scoring. Now, he's scoring a try game. And then he's also half a try assist game pretty much as well. Getting through his run meters, currently averaging 39. He's in the best form of his career at the moment. And he's someone that's very, very valuable moving forward for the Sharkies. Connor Tracy, I think he's playing that well. And he's just a genuine center that he might get. Pacific Talakai might end up back on the interchange bench, back in the mid rotation, where they do need a little bit of impact going through those guts. So I think you can drop him on that performance. Absolutely brained. Uh, gag guy at times, so yeah, it's an interesting one moving forward. He does have a duel as well, Connor Tracy. I guess job security is going to be the the, interest, the interesting one. So you wouldn't bring him in unless you see Sifatalakai back on the interchange bench. That is for sure. He's going to be around that four ninety k. So a little bit of an awkward price, but does have that duel. So could be very very handy down the track. Brendan Nakora continues to hit his fifties. So someone definitely is my sights. Ronald Molotolo is going to be an interesting one because I was having a look at the round nineteen wing fullbacks and. Not a lot of good quality out there. Now, Ronnie's been hitting some great numbers, and if you take out his round one match where he's on another planet, drop the ball over the line for his 15. Across his, all his other matches, his high has been 63, and his low has been 38. So quite a good floor there. Scoring scoring tries literally won a game. So they do love tacking down that left side with Moisa, Nico, Kennedy, and then obviously Mulatalo finishing tries off. Sif has great hands as well, so big rap to him as well. Getting through his carries and always bust tackles for fun. So Ronaldo could be someone you have a look at for that round 19. So I wouldn't be going anywhere near him anywhere time soon. But just keep him in your sights because there's not a lot of quality in that round 19 by round. Apart from that, not a lot to report there. Jesse Raymond hit another 36. I don't think he needs to be going. He really needed to hit another 50 before he presented any value. They've got to buy next week anyway. So that rips up the Sharks. I think you can hold Nico Hines through that buy period. For the Knights, it looks like Tyson Frisell is going to Origin. So it'll be interesting to see what people do with their money there. He's had a cracker season, so he's no doubt 738K. So you've got plenty of room. Food for thought. You could even probably bring Hopgood back if you kind of offloaded him. Adam Elliott's an interesting one. And someone probably I'm looking at at that round 16 by, actually, because he plays. Now, if he can get back in the starting lineup, that'll be very, very interesting. He scored another 44. So he's been playing a couple games from the bench. Hit out a 50 
So still has a pretty good PPM. If we can get him up to 60 minutes, it'll be very, very interesting. Scored a 40 and 35 last week, 44 and 50 this week. Had a break even at 51. So loses a little bit more money at 570K. Like I said, if he can start and hit out 30, uh, 60 minutes, might have to do that, especially if Daniel Saifidi and Tyson Frizzell do go to origin. Could be someone that you definitely have a look at. Obviously being injured, so you just got to be careful that you're not carrying too many risky guys in terms of an origin an origin uh, you know, cover for that for that period. Now, Jackson Hastings, he scored a 41. Now, if you can't afford deal bags and you do end up punting Katoa, I think Jackson Hastings, especially if you want to save a little bit of cash, still presents a little bit of value there. So 41 he scored in his 80 minutes. Most of it's from kicking. Probably does need to up his running game a little bit. Would love to see him try to, you know, doesn't really have too many try assists in him. So it's only half a game. If he can get up to one, he would definitely present some value. Over the last month, he scored 43, 38, 55, and 41. So nothing really sticking out too much there. But like I said, not it would be a pretty handy one. He plays around 16 as well, especially if you can't really afford deal bags or you want to spread the cash in that one a little bit. Apart from that, Looking across the board, well, Dom Young had an absolute shocker for his 12. KP actually scored a really good try. It was pretty scary to see him go down. It did actually look like a Category 1. They somehow ruled it a Category 2, but it is what it is. He came back, scored a nice try. Had some not bad touches, but his defense is really letting him down. Had four missed tackles in this one. Nico Hines brushed him off quite easily a couple of times as well. Bradman Best continues to hit out his 40s. He's kind of like really under the radar this season because he's actually got on the field. So that's, what, four 40s in a row, 49, 44, 42, and 47. Probably a little bit of toppy at 551K and considering who else we're holding, but could be a little bit of pod play if you do want to go down that path, but it is a risky path, so it wouldn't be for me. Apart from that, moving on, the Tigers, what a win. 66-18, to 18. big shout-out to the Tigers fans. And they've been pretty good over the last month. What, they've won three out of the last four? So, yeah, they could be on a bit of a roll. Stafford Toa, he turned up. And I mentioned him, what, a few times over the last month. It's one of those things that I don't think anyone's got the balls to bring Stafford Toa in. And do you really want him on the team? Probably not. Probably reeks a little bit of Trap City considering what we've seen in the past. But shout out to Stafford. He's been playing relatively well, especially since he's come on. It's one of those things that, you know, you come in late into a team and then, yeah, the team starts reversing the form. So pretty much no one owns him. 0.24% in the top 5,000 on him. So pretty one person has him. So shout out to that person. Luke Brooks is interesting. Probably makes a little bit too much money in this one to probably consider him. Now he's at 556K. Had a break even at 29. So adds about 50K. So do you want to pay 600K for Luke Brooks? Not sure about that, but he definitely was in great form. Two try assists in his 200th game. So great to see him bounce back, especially after all the shit that he cops. Dream Buller. Now he's an interesting one because... It seems that in the top five, well, in the top 100, only 98% have him. So two people don't have him. In the top 5,000, 97.6% have him. So again, people are kind of missing out for some reason on this guy. If you missed him, he's too expensive now to bring in because he scored a 64, a break even of five. He's already at mid 400K. So a great little cashier that's already made 200K, especially if you jumped on in week two. So we all kind of, most of us did in week two. So. He'll be very, very valuable. No need to trade him any time soon. So keep him in your sights. I thought Steph was great. Stefano, now he scored one try there for his 60, 44 minutes, but he just got through his work. Needs to up his defense a little bit, though. Appy got through 80 minutes in this one. Scored 59. He could, again, if you don't 
if you're not holding uh, Robson or JMK for the second and third buy round, he could be very, very valuable. So, yeah, keep him in your sights because we know he's quality. Apart from that, Polo went back to the bench for his 45. Joe O, he scored a try for his 36, had a break even of 48. So he actually loses money in this one. So that's quite interesting. He's rumored to go to Parramatta. So he's another guy with quality. So if he does, and he can play big minutes as well. So at least we didn't see him up his price. But definitely would love to see him play 60 minutes because I think that's where his quality does lie. Now, Isaiah Papali, he was a little bit disappointing in this one. Didn't see a, a huge amount of ball. Had a couple of demerits in this one as well. Only, what, 15 tackles, which is really unusual for Isaiah Papalihi, but he definitely is someone still in my sights. 733k, loses 20k, so low 700s. We all know what he can kind of do from season to season. He averages 30 in to put things in perspective. So that's kind of where his, where his points weren't lying because pretty much across the board, he was hitting most of the other stats that he generally does get. So very unusual, especially considering he plays on the left edge next to Brooks. They usually send a lot of traffic down that way as well. So Brooks, he only had 11 tackles. So probably just shows where the Cowboys were because apart from a, a couple of times later in the game when they got back to that 18 points, they just looked on another planet. They just looked from the kickoff. The Tigers looked just intent to bash them, and that's what they did. Drinky, he could... He could Keep his head up, you know, three try assists in this one. was Yeah, apart from him, Ruben Cotter was not too bad for his 53. Did score a try for that. Reese Robson was absolutely disgraceful. He had six metres, sorry, he had six missed tackles and only 34 metres gained. And he was, I think that was the majority of that was in the like the last 20 minutes as well. So Luciano Leilua, he had a try for his 28, but he was kind of targeted. Did look pretty gassed out there. Helam Lukey had an absolute shocker. 13 in his 50 minutes, eight missed tackles. Probably with Nanai being out one more week, it's probably going to give him a state of execution for one more week. But, yeah, I don't know if I can hold him past that kind of buy period. I'm not sure what happens next week because Jack Grzowski was way better than him last week. But Valentine Holmes, back to Stafford Toa, it was absolutely given. He was taken to school, yeah. Stafford Toa absolutely destroyed him. Not great confidence going into the first origin. But we do know his quality, Valentine Holmes. I'm sure that he will bounce back. Not much to love from a Cowboys perspective, so best to pretty much move on. The last of the Saturday games, an entertaining one. Storm 24, Dolphins 16. The cocaine bear, Kafusi came out absolutely flying. Probably lucky not to get sent off with that silly thing that he did early on. But apart from that, looking... Isaiah Katoa is going to be an interesting one. He did get taken off at 50 minutes. Now, he was probably on... T- he, he scored 21. He went on 10 after about 10 minutes, but... It wasn't the fact that he was missing tackles or anything like that. Made a few errors, just really struggled to get into the game. Only had 10 metres gained. And Robbo said that he took a pretty big knock around just before half time. So it'd be interesting just to see if they're maybe just managing him a little bit, considering the score was getting out a touch. It does average 48 metres gained, so you can kind of see. He just didn't have a lot of good touches in this one. His pass partner, Nicarima, definitely did. And if you jumped on early, you've been rewarded because Nicarima's form over the last month has been really, really good. Scored a 60 in this one. Had a couple of line breaks to try, but his last month was 41, 43, 39, and 60. So could be good for another 40 or so, maybe next week, if he just kind of hits that average. But I do expect him to be in the sixth jersey. It'd be interesting to see if they do bring Milf in. Milf didn't really do too much when he came on either. So it's not like he's shooting the lights out saying, pick me, pick me. But it'll be interesting to see if he is injured. Apart from that, Hammer scored a 41, was 
had some nice touches. Con- Connolly Lemu Elu had a few missed tackles and demerits in this one, but he did end up with a 39, which was pretty much all in the second half. I do expect Tommy Gilbert to be in the mix there for the Origin team, so expect that. Eli Katoa is going to be an interesting one. They do have a... Hopefully, it's just an AC joint and they, it's just a pain management one because if you're still holding on to him, not many people are, but 533k. He added 20k to reverse his fortunes because he's been a little bit off con- from what we've been seeing at the start of the season. So that's, uh, what, a 63. He did have 55, sorry, the week before. And then before that, not a great patch, 33, 19, and 25. So just wait for news on that one. You probably can hold him given they have a do buy. Have a buy, sorry. Nelson Asofa Solomona, he only got through 40, re-aggravated that rib injury, so don't go anywhere near him. I don't mind Jerome Hughes. Now, he pretty much is around that 600K, but like I said, if you want to kind of go with the Katoa this week, if he does play, and then bring someone else in moving forward, Jerome Hughes, 601K, do not mind it at all. I know what his quality's like, and obviously Money Munster's not going to be there for round 16 as well. Harry Grant, only got a 44 in this one. Didn't have a huge amount of meters gained. Hooker's a really interesting position. And I don't think you need to be rushing back to get Harry post-origin either. Hooker and wing fullback has been the most disappointing position. So don't freak out in terms of trying to get Harry Grant back in, especially if you're holding a couple of guys that are kind of hitting towards that 50, your likes of Robson and who knows where. You might be able to go with maybe someone like a Turpin or, you know, Tanner Boyd's been hitting some really, really good numbers at the moment. Apart from that... Well, she's going to be interesting to see if he's carrying through the uh, through the Origin break because they're talking about maybe not including him in the Origin team. So it'll be interesting to see where Queensland lie with that. Munster, apparently he's carrying those nigglies I mentioned before. And he's scored a 30. I definitely think that he is a trade-out moving into the Origin period. Drops up a stack of cash in this one because his break-even is quite high at 72. So drops another 42K. Be under 800K. So I definitely think he is a trade-out. Wouldn't be holding him into the origin period. Apart from that, I don't think there's much else to like in terms of a storm front. Mini, he could be a little bit of value, but do you really want another wing fullback? I think you're well covered with the likes of Buller, and then you're looking at a few other players there as well. So no need to rush into him. He is averaging 46, which is pretty much a career kind of best for Nick Meany, but I think you can do better. All right, final two games, the Bulldogs 20 and the Titans 18. So the Bulldogs coming back, Titans left 14-0 in this one. It's a pretty fast game there at Acor Stadium there today. Interesting, you know, fantasy coaches hate us. Harrison Edwards started from the bench, still got 67 minutes and scored a 39. But apart from that, TPJ was actually pretty good. And across the board, got 58 minutes out in this one. So 213 minutes. It was one of those weird ones where both Ford packs just kind of ran it a little bit rampant. 65 for him. Jacob Preston scored 65. So hanging on to those guys. Kingy, good to see him back from his injury. You know, he's been playing a little bit down over the last few weeks. Despite playing, he got 46 minutes out in this one. Jacob Ockenberg got 56 minutes out there. Scored a try. 46 points as well. Carl, he was starting. Actually... Got a lot of kick meters in this one. 176 was a little bit more unusual than I probably expected. Did have a few demerits with a few missed tackles and penalties conceded. For a rookie, though, 32. Continues to make a little bit of money, so kind of hate on that one. Jacob Karaz. Now, Karaz scored a 30. We're all looking into him, so he loses about 30 grand in this one. Only had 112 meters gained, even though he scored a try. was from a bomb, so that was... The reason why his score was a little bit lower. Still, I do think that he will be valuable moving forward. Reen Marnie got absolutely flattened by Tino. I don't know how he got 69 minutes. Looked like he was absolutely cold. 
But, yeah, that's probably it from the doggy side, from the Titan side. Good to see that Tino actually hitting some good scores there. He's been a little bit down this year, and, you know, people did take a chance on him because they thought that given that they don't have a huge amount of props and he was going to play some big minutes, that he would actually excel. But his last three games has been pretty good leading into Origin, 71, 53, and 87. So before that, he was, yeah, he didn't hit a 60 since round two. So, yeah, he was a little bit off in terms of that. But could be a valuable post. They finished their buys quite early. So hopefully, you know, he does get managed during that Origin period and then, you know, he might be a nice little pickup for that run home. Apart from him, Dave Fafito, another classy game there. Simple try down the... The blind side, I'm not sure what the hell they were doing. Eight tackle breaks in this one, scored a try. So he scored 78. I do expect him, if he's not in the 17, I do expect him to be 18th man at the minimum. Apart from that, Tanner Boyne, he only scored another 39. So come back to the pack a touch. I wouldn't be selling him anytime soon. That is for sure. Mofo Awake keeps doing some good things there with a 56. So good to see him scoring well there. Apart from him, I don't think he'll be touching anyone else. Jaden Campbell, I guess they've got a buy next week. So post the buy, I'm, I'm sure that maybe AJ Brimson might be right to go there again. So not a huge amount of fantasy relevance there on the other side. Jojo Fafita came back to the pack a touch there as well. Aaron Clark, he's come back heaps, right? We actually thought that he was going to be really relevant this year, just not getting the minutes that we expected. All the PPM, he's at 397K. So who knows? Keep an eye because you never know what injuries do happen and then they do become valuable. Last game and unexpectedly, Manly absolutely torched the Raiders. Raiders, what, coming in with five games on the trot. Maybe they just underestimated them at home on a Sunday RV. 42-14 to 14 in favour of the Manly Seagulls. Tommy Travojevic nearly tunned up. Good to see too, right? Because everyone had taken the piss out of him. Seems that he's going to be picked in the Origin team. Scored three tries in this one. Tommy of old, nine tackle breaks, 239 metres. Hopefully they do manage him and maybe we pick him up on the way home because he's bloody cheap. Even though he scored a 95, adds about 40k. He's at 485k, so low 500s. No need to pick him up, but if he can come out of the origin break in form and under 600k, well, I know who I'm buying. Now, Ruben Garrick, he's a, he's a great pickup for most people. If I had more trades, I probably would swap Miller. Now, back to Lockie Miller. I didn't really cover him in the Sharks. I, I missed him, and then I thought about it later. But Lockie Miller, he is a big concern. Ever since Pong has come back, just doesn't seem that they gel too badly, too well, sorry. Now, his last few games, he's, what, scored, having a look at this, 34, 40, 34, and 23 in his last, what's that, last month. Has not had a try assist or a try since round five against Manly. So, real interesting one there. With Ponga in the team, let's have a look with and without with Ponga, score average is 34. Without Ponga, Lachlan Miller's average is 58. Big gap. So it'll be interesting to see. I wouldn't be trading him out given that scenario. So just be on the radar for that one. But Garrick's a great trade-in, I feel. Probably be interesting to see whether they play KO Weeks or Tom Travojevic. No, not to I, KO Weeks or Ruben Garrick at fullback this week. But Ruben Garrick just doing some great things. Scored a good try and also set up a great try down the blind side for Jason Saab as well. So he's doing some great things. I think he'll be a really good trade-in. Adds about 30K. So still very much in range if you want to bring in a really quality wing fullback. Apart from that, they're going to lose DCE and Turbo and Jake 
to Origin. Jake got through 58 minutes. Don't think they'll be losing Hamole, but he's kind of come back to the pack anyway. He loses another 30K there, and he's going to be under 700K now. So lost a little bit of form ever since they started talking him up. Last two games, 39 and a 31. Before that, he had a 59, 60, and 60. So just come back to a little bit. Don't expect him to be in the Origin team, unfortunately, for him. But that pretty much wraps up where we wanted to be. Have a look at for Manly. Can't really see anything else. I kind of wanted to talk about on that side. On the Raiders side, Corey Horsburgh continues just to plow away. I don't think he'll be in the Origin team. I think he might be in the standard squad, though. Tarpany, he had a shocker. He had 40 in this one. Just didn't get through enough work. Pretty much, even though he got through one tackle break and one offload, just didn't have enough base stats in this one. A couple of missed tackles and a penalty conceded, so six demerits. So I wouldn't be going anywhere near him. He loses a touch of cash there as well. Hudson Young, be interesting. I do have him in my origin team, but I'm not Brad Filler, of course. So could hopefully make the bench there from what they're talking about. Tommy Starling here to, what, 22 and 54. Jack Wyden, very disappointing for his 18. And then just across the board, White. Matty Tomoko has been absolutely smoking him, and he just couldn't get going. This one had seven demer- well, seven missed tackles, an error, and a penalty conceded. So 18 demerits there in a very unhappy game. It's unhappy across the board. It's one of those things, even like with us with fantasy, right? We had a bad week. Just get on with it. We'll, we'll be back. We'll be back. All right, guys. That was a playbook for this week. We'll be back for a normal TLT and uh, Andy's back this week as well, which is great. He's back from his night shift, so we'll be back for Wacky Wednesday. Boys, we'll be back for live Q&A. Of course, it's a short round with plenty of buys, so plenty of chat about this week. Of course, we are brought to you by Game Day Squad. Create, coach, compete in fantasy footy. Be the coach and win. Download the app and play now. And also, James, Australia's first AI, AI investing application for shares and EFTs. Learn more at James App. That's spelled J-A-A-I-M-S-A-P-P dot com. All right, guys. Stay safe. Just remember... We're always looking at deleting app, but it's only fantasy footy. So get back on the wagon for next week. We'll have a bit of fun and we'll turn it around. All right, guys, take care and we'll check you on the Tuesday TLT. Just remember Sunday with the Kiwis was also back. So have a look out for that one. Catch up.